Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 good evening and welcome to contending for the faith with the cutting edge christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church and we are live live for the next hour with your host bay area pastor lecturer counselor and expert on the cults dr jerry l buckner my name is gary bell and we're inviting you to call in with your questions your comments and your concerns our toll-free number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. that's one triple eight Three six seven five three two nine. Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. Well, we've had such a tremendous response to our new series on the trivia questions from the Bible that we have decided to continue this series. There are many trivia questions in the Bible from Genesis all the way through to Revelation that will shock you, surprise you, bless you, grow you, and mature you. Tonight, Dr. Buckner brings us part eight on the trivia questions from the Bible, for we are not pretending, but we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be lifted up in the Lord and blessed in the Lord and matured in the Lord tonight. Well, we want to encourage you to get your Bibles and your pens and your papers and get ready to uh, take on some of these trivia questions and answers, and this brings us to part uh, eight. And uh, just by way of introduction, I want to say that this, uh, these trivia questions is just uh, tremendous for uh, children, teenagers, adults, Bible studies, and, uh, and just in your personal life. And it's a challenge to you just to help you to get hungry for the Word, to get excited about the Word, to get pushed into the Word, to get into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into you. And uh, so let's get into these trivia questions, and we want to encourage you to be blessed tonight as we share with you about these trivia questions. Number one, number one, uh, most of us have uh, five fingers and five toes, uh, most of us. Now, the, the number one question is, was there anybody in the Bible that had more than five fingers and five toes? Wow, that's an interesting question. Now, ponder on that and think about that for a moment, and let's look into the Bible to see what the Bible says. Well, the answer to that is found in Second Samuel 21 and verse 20. Second Samuel 21 and verse 20. It says, and there was yet a battle in Gath where, uh, where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, and he also was born to the giant. Wow, what a, 
surprising scripture in the Bible. And if you never knew about somebody had more toes and uh, more hands than you, uh, well, you've discovered that and learned that tonight. And that's a good question to ask the people in your church and in your home and uh, in Bible study, in Sunday school. Question number two. God is not uh, mentioned in two books in the Bible. God is not mentioned in two books in the Bible. What are those two books? Ponder on that and think about it, and let's see if you got it right. I'm sure some of you are thinking about that and saying it with your husband and your wife and with your children and with uh, some of your church members. Well, the two books are, the first one is the book of Esther, and then the second one is the Song of Solomon. Both of those two books don't have the name God mentioned. Uh, Question number three, Uh, every quote Jesus used against Satan was from what book in the Bible? Is that's a good question? Every quote Jesus used against Satan was from what book in the Bible? Well, ponder on that and think about that for a moment. The answer to that is the book of Deuteronomy. Jesus is the greatest model and standard on learning how to defeat the enemy of our souls. And he knew the word of God in such a way that he quoted the truth against the lies of Satan. And we find this in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. Jesus said over and over, it is written, it is written, oh, you cannot defeat the enemy by trying to fight against him with your emotions and with your feelings, uh, with your, um, just your ideas. You got to fight against him with the word of God. Question number four, question number four, who were the three people in the Bible that fasted for 40 days. Who were the three people in the Bible that fasted for 40 days? Think about that for a moment. Ponder on that for a moment. And let's see what your answer is, and then I'll give you what the answer is. The answer to that is, number one, it was Jesus. Uh, We see in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 2, also in Mark 1 and verse 13, as well as Luke 4 and 2. Now, who was the other person that fasted 40 days? Well, it was Moses. Moses fasted twice. We see in Exodus 34 and verse 28, and Deuteronomy 9 and verses 9 and 18, and Deuteronomy 10 and 10. And Moses also went without water. Moses also went without water. The third person that fasted 40 days and 40 nights, who do you think that was? That was Elijah. And we find in 1 Kings 19 and 8 that he also fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Three people in the Bible that fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Question number five. Question number five. Who were the two men in the Bible that never died? Who were the two men in the Bible that never died? Well, think about that and ponder on that for a moment. Well, the answer to that is this. Number one, Enoch. We find in Genesis chapter 5, verses 22 through 24, and keying in on verse 24. And it says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. For God took him. The second person was Elijah. 
we find in 2 Kings 2 and verse 11. And it says in uh, verse 11, And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both as asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into the heaven. Oh, these are great truths, great things to know. Question number six. I personally believe uh, that, and this is related to number five. Question, in Revelation chapter 11, who were the two witnesses? Who were the two witnesses of God that were slain? And after three and a half days, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they ascended up into heaven or in the cloud. Now, uh, this is an interesting thing uh, that's found in uh, Revelation chapter 11. Now, the answer to this, I believe, these two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11 are Enoch and Elijah, Enoch and Elijah. Why? Why do I believe that? Because they had never died, and Hebrews 9 and 27 says, as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Some scholars believe one of these witnesses was Moses, but Moses died and God personally buried him. And we can debate over this, but we should never divide. And we find that God buried Moses. We find this in Deuteronomy 34 and verses 5 through 6. Question number 7, and this is bringing this home now, question number uh, Seven. Now, you're going to probably laugh when you hear this one, but it's going to be a, let it be a holy laugh. <laughs> Amen. Let it be a holy laugh, because there's such a thing as an unholy laugh. Uh, who was the wife, who was the wife in the Bible that told her husband that he had bad breath? Who was the wife in the Bible that told her husband that he had bad breath? Ponder on that. Think about that. Well, the wife who told her husband that he had bad breath was Job's wife. We find in Job chapter 19 and verse 17, Job said, my breath is strange to my wife. (laughs) Oh, that makes me chuckle to hear that. Now, let me say something to the women and men regarding this verse of Scripture. Let me address the women first. I'm not giving you this scripture in Job 19 and 17 for you to rebuke your husband and tell him that he has bad breath. (laughs) I'm not giving you this scripture to to tell you to do that. And and, And number two, and to the men, if your wife or girlfriend tell you that you have bad breath, then you need to listen and do something quick to freshen up your breath before you turn them off and turn them away. This goes even with single people when you go out on a date. First impressions leaves last impressions. But bad breath never leaves no impressions. <laughs> Amen. Uh, a little mouthwash will do you. A little Listerine will do you. 
a little toothpaste (laughs) will do you as well. Well, what a word for us tonight from the Word of God. And uh, the God does have a sense of humor. I think the greatest sense of humor is that he made you and me. And sometimes when we look in the mirror, we say, oh, my goodness, God does have a great sense of humor. And I think Zacchaeus, when he was in that sycamore tree, a little dwarf man. And the scripture says that uh, that he was so uh, short that he went up the sycamore tree because the crowds had overcrowded Jesus. And then Jesus uh, looked down at him and laughed. They said the scripture says that he rejoiced. The word rejoice refers to laughing, that he says salvation has come to thine house, but it says that he had rejoiced when he saw him. Oh, this is some great truth in the word of God, these trivial questions. And he that has an ear, uh, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches regarding these scriptures and more. And so, Brother Gary, uh, as you have heard these things, what jumps out at you and speaks to you besides uh, the last point about Job's wife? <laughs> we can't get Gary to stop laughing here. Yeah, well, I didn't know the Bible reference cro- with a chronic halitosis. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's different than the Hebrew word ruach. (laughs) (laughs) Which is breath. (laughs) That's a different one. (laughs) It's better to say ruach than ah. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh my yes. word! Uh-huh. <laughs> we got to agree, but we have a few seconds or so. A few yeah, minutes. We have so. a few minutes. I well, think, maybe you can say uh, something about what really <laughs> ministered to you and touched you. Well, you know, it's interesting that I had heard regarding Jesus as he rebuked the devil each time that uh, all those scriptures came out of Deuteronomy. You know, most people don't think of the book of Deuteronomy as the most exciting reading. (laughs) But it's interesting that Jesus used all of that from the book of Deuteronomy. So God's word has purpose. Uh, The book of Deuteronomy is as important as, say, the book of John. So I think that's one of the things that jumped out at me is that, you know, God's word is rich and full in spite of what we may feel about certain chapters, certain verses, certain books. Jesus is validating the book of Deuteronomy all over the place. <laughs> so we need to, as well, take note of what was there and that Jesus knew the word, you know, and we need to know it, too, as an example. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because if we don't know the word, uh, we're not going to know how to defeat the enemy. And Jesus quoted the word against the enemy. You know, my friends, you just got to know the truth. You know, the, Jesus said the truth will make you free. And Satan is a liar. And one of the first pieces of the armor is uh, having your loins girded about with truth because that's the piece of the armor that held all the other pieces together. And if you are not wrapped in God's truth, then the enemy is going to wrap you into his lies. And so you need to really know who the truth is. And Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus was very clear about the enemy. In John 8 and 44, he says he's not only a murderer, 
but he is a liar and the father of all lies. You will be deceived and lied by the enemy if you don't come to know the truth tonight. Mm-hmm. Come to know the truth, and that's Jesus Christ, Brother Gary. That's right. That's right. And, you know, if you expect to have discernment, you truth and, and discernment are hand to glove. You've got to know the truth in order to discern the error. So if you're not aware of what God's truth is, how will you ever have discernment about what is right and what is 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 false? So it's very critical that we understand God's word, understand it, put it in us, and uh, allow God to use it and uh, be able to discern the truth from error. Well, I think it's getting close to time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is one eight eight eight. F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been diligently praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your prayers and ongoing financial support, we could never have stayed on the air as long as we have. And it's such a blessing to know that so many people are indeed praying for us. And then we have so many people and uh, that are uh, constantly sacrificing and, and being obedient to God as they partner with us financially. And we need more. We need more people praying, and we need more folks partnering with us, Lord God, for this ministry. And we just pray to the Lord God that he would just touch your heart and move upon you to uh, be that blessing, to be that partner, to be that prayer warrior, to be that person who is standing in the gap for contending for the faith. We need your help. It, it costs us 400 a week to stay on the air. And, you know, we want to thank those who gave this week. Uh, that would include Scott, Alfred, and William. But it takes more than three folks. It, need, it takes a, uh, a lot of folks working together, partnering to make this a reality. So there's two ways you can give. The first one is simply send a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 5. Five three Tiburon, California nine four nine two zero. That's contending for the faith. P.O. Box five five three Tiburon, California nine four nine two zero. The second way is so much easier. Simply go on to your laptop, your smartphone, your desktop. Go to go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. It's that simple, and you'll be a blessing for time. And eternity, uh, you know, it's so important to to remember that your money is not just disappearing somewhere, that it is going toward uh, this ministry, which is touching lives, touching folks for the kingdom. You know, I believe one day we will all be in heaven and God will say, uh, I want you to look around behind you and you'll see a vast multitude of people. You're going to say, Lord, who are these people? And the Lord's going to tell you. These are the people that entered into the kingdom as a result of your giving, giving to ministries like contending for the faith, giving to ministries and giving your tithes and offerings. And we just want to encourage you that it's so important to think in terms of eternity and and what your time, talent and treasure can do. Dr. Buckner. Amen. And we're going to also, I don't know if you had a chance uh, to mention. Oh, yes. uh, Yes. Before I forget, (laughs) 
We have a couple of announcements. Uh, number one, uh, Dr. Buckner will be speaking tomorrow, October 14th, at Grace Church in Fremont. That's located at 36060 Fremont Boulevard. Um, this will be the second part of a two-part message on the seven principles of a true spiritual warrior of God. The service starts at 1030 a.m., and if you want more information, call Dr. Buckner, area code 415-721-1778. That's tomorrow on the 14th. Um, <laughs> tomorrow on the 14th, um, again, at Grace Church in Fremont, located at 36060 Fremont Boulevard. So that's tomorrow morning, 1030, if you're in the Fremont area and you would like to take an opportunity to visit and meet Dr. Buckner, he's going to be at that church. For more information, call area code 415-721-1778. Also, Dr. Buckner and his son, Benjamin, will be guests on Craig Roberts' show Lifeline this Thursday, October 18th. At 5 o'clock p.m. on KFAX, this station you're listening to right now, AM 1100. That's going to be this Thursday, October 18th. You're going to get a two-for-one. <laughs> Dr. and son, <laughs> two-for-one. <laughs> Dr. Buckner and Benjamin, they're going to be, Benjamin's going to be uh, discussing what it's like to be a PK, which is code for preacher's kid. <laughs> And also about his life. And Dr. Buckner will be discussing spiritual gifts. So you don't want to miss that opportunity to listen this Thursday, 5 o'clock, uh, KFAX 1100 on your radio dial, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And we trust that uh, you got that information down. If not, you can always uh, call us back. Uh, I'll repeat uh, it at the next break so amen. you get another opportunity so you to can hear Make it. sure that you get it. Okay. Well, very good. And again, thank you all for your prayers and your support. Uh, we cannot do what we're doing without your prayers and your financial support. And uh, God has always has a ram in the thicket and people are stepping up to the plate. And, and uh, with the holidays coming before us, uh, people have a tendency of disappearing. And that's how programs get uh, put off the air. So we want to encourage you to continue to do what you're doing because we're able to teach and preach and do what God called us to do by your uh, prayers and financial support. Well, Brother Gary, let's get to our uh, callers. All right. We're going to go to Alfred in Santa Rosa. Hey, Alfred. How are you doing? Praise the Lord. How are you doing this evening? Uh, hanging in there. Well, keep on hanging in there and uh, keep the faith, my brother. And what's on your heart tonight? What can we do for you? Well, I would like some prayer. Okay, and what would you like to have prayer on? Well, my dad passed away uh, July the 4th, mm -hmm. a couple months from now. Mm -hmm. And my mom is taking it really hard. Mm -hmm. And I would like prayer for my mom. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I tell you, we... We'll keep you uh, guys up in our prayers and pray for you tonight. I know what it's like to have a father pass on. My father passed on, and uh, it was not easy for all of us. But uh, God will give you the sufficient grace and the strength to get through this. And uh, we know that he always does. And 
Uh, you can do and your mom can do all things through Christ that strengthen you. You know, you can't do it by yourself, but you can do it with his help. So thank you so much for calling and reaching out for prayer. And we're going to have Brother Gary to pray for your your concerns and your needs tonight. <clears throat> Amen. And, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Alfred. We pray, Lord God, because you are the God of all comfort. And with the same comfort you would comfort us, you would have us comfort others, Lord God. We pray that you comfort his family right now, him, his, his mom, Lord God, and all those concerned, Lord God, that they would get an overpowering uh, sense of your presence as you stand with them. Your word says you'll never leave them nor forsake them and that you're an ever-present help in time of trouble. And, Lord, comfort them, encourage them, bless them, and give them your, your shalom, that peace, that perfect peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard their hearts and their minds through Christ Jesus. Ease their pain, touch them at their point of need, surround them with your love, and bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And Alfred, thank you so much for reaching out for prayer. And I know that a lot of people heard you tonight, and they are lifting you up and your family and your mother. And keep us posted on how things go. But you stay strong for your mother because she needs you to be strong, okay? Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much. And thank you always for your support as well as your uh, letters to us. We appreciate that. And God bless you, my brother. Okay. God bless. All righty. Well, who do we have next, Brother Gary? I guess we're going to go to uh, Brother CC. I think it's uh, Rick. I think we have Oh, Rick. was it Rick next? Rick next, I think. All right. Rick, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. How are you doing? We are truly blessed. And how are you doing? I uh, was blessed also. I've got a very interesting question. Yes, how did you get how did you get blessed by the uh, questions tonight, and what did you learn from that? No, I learned about halitosis in the Bible. <laughs> I agree. I have to agree with Gary on that. Mm -hmm. Except there's one thing I always say that's worse than bad breath. What's that? Bad breath and dogs. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I would agree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sense of humor to it, mm -hmm. but I, I get—I'll get into a more serious subject now. Okay, what's on your heart? Okay, I want—I want to—I was looking at uh, Acts two thirty-eight, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going to ask you to compare the uh, the, the oneness Pentecostal point of view because uh, they use that as a—they uh, use that as a verse to uh, justify Jesus only, mm -hmm. Jesus being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, being Jesus only, and the biblical view. So I like to, I like to hear a comparison on that. Okay, thank you so much. That's a very good uh, question, and a question that seems to baffle uh, so many Christians when Pentecostal oneness present these or Jesus only or apostolic groups that are Pentecostal. Uh, now, let me read the text, and that way people will get a real understanding of Acts 2 and 38. It says, And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so <clears throat> they use this text to say that uh, we should baptize today in the name of Jesus and also speak in tongues. So... Let me kind of break this down from several different perspectives, and hopefully this will be a blessing to uh, all those who are listening. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say that um, 
when you talk about the Trinity, you're talking about the representatives, and you see the uh, representatives being the Father, the first representative who uh, is in heaven, and he sent Jesus, the second representative, to represent him. And then the third representative is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is continuing. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to continue to represent him and the Father. So in the representation, the word itself, you see triunity. Uh, But when we look at the context of this Acts 2 and 38, you know, Oratory, the great uh, prince among preachers, one time said something very profound. A text taken out of its context becomes a pretext for error, and that's so true. So we want to look at this in the context of Acts 2 and 38. Uh, And so when you look at this in the context, you see that in Acts 2 and 38, uh, Peter is speaking uh, to the Jews, uh, and and I really want to encourage people to get these points down because when you are faced with this and you don't have any answers, the Bible says be ready to give an answer. This is apologetics. First Peter 3 and 15, be ready to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason to hope to send you with meekness and fear. So write these answers down. So Peter is speaking to the Jews uh, who uh, didn't have a problem believing in the Father and the Holy Spirit, but they did have a problem with believing in Jesus and the name of Jesus. So it is obvious that the most, that the emphasis throughout the book of Acts is going to be on Jesus and the name of Jesus. Now, that's, that's very, very critical that we understand that in the context now. The emphasis is upon Jesus. Because people say, well, where is the Father? Where is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is mentioned too, but the emphasis is upon Jesus because he's speaking in the context to Jews. The, uh, the, the next point that's, that's critical here is that in Acts, Acts chapter 4 and verse 7, it says, by what power or by or authority or by what name have you done this? Now, this is important for us to understand from Acts 4 and 7. Make sure you get that down. The word power in Greek is another word, uh, exousia, is another word for authority. And so this is the same word that's equivalent to name. So when the people heard the name of Jesus here in Acts 4 and 7, and when they heard the name of Jesus throughout the the book of Acts, it meant the same authority that we find in the names that are mentioned in Matthew 28, verse 19. And Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Now, very important for us to understand. So Jesus' name was mentioned in Acts, and when they always and they always associated the name of Jesus with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now here's the Crudagos. This is a shot in the skull. They associated the name of Jesus with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why? Because the next point is this. Even though there are distinctions in the Godhead, when you mention the name of Jesus, it also is in reference to representatives, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How do we know that? Colossians 2 and 9. 
For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, theotetos somatikos, which is in Greek, deity and flesh. So in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. That's critical for us to know in the light of Acts 2 and 38. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. So when you see Jesus and you hear the name of Jesus, you associate it with Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding Acts 2 and 38. Hopefully this has given you some insight, uh, Brother Rick, and some additional knowledge to the, the passage. Right, because I think the big thing I the big thing I learned was that how 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 Colossians two and nine comes into play in interpreting this, mm-hmm. because you get you, you're getting all three persons distinctly dwelling in one place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's thing, yes. That's the thing that you have a distinction of persons when you read the Colossians uh, when you when you read when you read Colossians two nine. Mm-hmm. And it's very clearly spelled out. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're also having the unity as well, because the, in Christ dwelleth all the fullness. So when you get the name of Jesus, you're getting the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together, because in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. You have to tie Colossians 2 and 9 to Acts 2 and 38, and you also have to tie in the word authority because by by what name or by what authority or it's equivalent to the same, and because a lot of people try to argue, were well, they baptized in the name of Jesus throughout the Book of Acts? What happened to Matthew twenty-eight? Well, the name name is critical here in association to authority. Amen. So uh, hold on, brother Rick. We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back to finish this up. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. Give us a call. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith and all of you who have been so generous to partner with us financially here at Contending for the Faith. We need both of you to continue to do what God has blessed you to do in terms of this ministry. It is so vital that we have your prayer support. It is so vital that we have your financial support as well to remain on the air. There's two ways that you can give. First, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, hit the donate button, and boom, there you go. You're a blessing for time and eternity. We just want to encourage you that uh, if God has blessed you to be able to, to give, then listen to his voice and give. If he's blessed you just to be able to pray, then by all means, continue 
to pray because we believe the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. So we want to encourage you, pray. We want to encourage you to partner with us financially so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. Once again, Dr. Buckner is going to be speaking tomorrow at Grace Church in Fremont. The address is 36060 Fremont Boulevard, Fremont, California. It's going to be at the 1030 a.m. service. He's going to be speaking on seven principles of true spirit, of a true spiritual warrior of God. So we want to encourage you. If you're in the Fremont area and you want to hear Dr. Buckner, come on out and uh, participate, fellowship, meet some folks, be blessed. And also uh, this Thursday on KFAX 1100, the station you're listening to right now, at 5 o'clock this Thursday, October 18th, Dr. Buckner, along with his son Benjamin, will be on Craig Roberts' show Lifeline. And Benjamin's going to be speaking from the perspective of what it's like to be the son of a preacher, right? A PK, a preacher's kid. And he's going to be discussing, you know, other aspects of his life. And Dr. Buckner will be talking about and discussing spiritual gifts. So um, tune your radio, make a note. Uh, You won't want to miss it. That's this Thursday. Uh, at 5 o'clock p.m. right here on KFAX, 1100 a.m. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And we trust that uh, you got that information, and we hope that you'll join us on some of those events. We were talking to Brother Rick before the commercial break uh, on Acts uh, 2 and 38, where some people argue infinitum agnosium that uh, we should uh, baptize in the name of Jesus only and speak in tongues in order to be saved. Well, we have debunked that uh, argument uh, from a biblical perspective, and we trust, uh, Rick, that you got encouraged by that. And thank you for that good question tonight. I was glad to do that. Amen. And I just want to ask for continuous prayer. Okay, what would you like us to pray for? They measured me on the prosthesis. Mm -hmm. I, I went for that Wednesday. And just pray that I continue to go forward in my uh, therapy. All righty. Well, let's do that, uh, Brother Gary. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray, Lord God, that you continue to bless him, continue to encourage him, continue to lift him back up, bring him to full strength and full healing life, restoration and wholeness. We pray that that prosthesis, Lord God, uh, all the measurements worked out well, that it's a better than perfect fit, Lord God, that you get him back on his on his feet and upright, Lord God, and doing what you call him to do, Lord God. In the meantime, give him peace. Give him that shalom, Lord God, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard his heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Give him patience, Lord God, and, and give him that constant sense of your presence and encouragement. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick, for your call and your good question. And God bless you and keep us posted on how, you, how you're doing. All right. God bless. All right. God bless. Well, let's get to our next uh Call it, Brother Gary. All right. Looks like it's Cece on line one. Cece, how are you doing this evening? Brother Cece. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. How are you doing this uh, evening? I'm hanging in. How are you guys doing? Well, we are truly blessed and just uh, fired up about the program tonight. And uh, how did you get blessed by the teaching tonight? And what ministered to you regarding the trivia questions? The trivia, what ministered to me was, uh, they all did, but I like the Job 919 was about the breath thing, because I've always been, a, a, I believe in hygiene, I like to, and I carry, like, um, Tic Tacs with me a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, when I'm, 
you know, when I'm out with people, because I think that's <clears throat> very offensive if you have bad breath, and I, and so that really spoke to me in, in when you know from that from that perspective. You know, I believe hygiene is very important and stuff. You know, because like you said, it, it's very offensive if um, your breath is not good. Amen. Uh, thank you so much for that, and we trust that a lot of people are going to uh, make sure that they uh, keep up their hygiene, as you indicated. And what's on your heart tonight in terms of your question? I wanted to ask you a question, but before I get into the question, you said, I just want to make it real quick, you said, what is the Greek word for fullness in Colossians 2.9? Because you mentioned it, I was trying to write it down. Well, what I'll do is um, we'll get with you this week, and uh, we'll make sure that we uh, get that to you, because it's a long a long word, and so uh, it's theoteto semantikos, but... We'll make sure that we get you, give you a call this week and get it to you. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll make sure that uh, we, we, we do that. And, uh, okay, thanks. What's on your heart? I want to ask you a question in Revelation chapter 17. Okay, Revelation chapter 17. Okay, yeah. and, and what do you, what is your, uh, your question? Well, actually, why don't you read it first and then we'll get to your, your question. Okay, it says, and there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying, Come unto me, come hither, and I will show unto you the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what would, what would you like to uh, know from that? If you could just give in the sort of, you know, you know this sound bite form, uh, some exegesis and interpretation. Okay. Yeah, this is actually, uh, I believe, that uh, the beast, which is, uh, you know, the Antichrist, because uh, you have in uh, the Bible the Trinity, right? You have the Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the devil has always been in the business of, of imitating, imitating who God is. So we find in Revelation chapter 13, we find that uh, you find the unholy trinity. So you have a holy trinity and you have an unholy trinity. So the unholy trinity in Revelation 13 is the dragon. Uh, he's the first person of the unholy trinity. And then you have the second person of the unholy trinity, which is the beast. And then you have the third person of the unholy trinity, which is the false prophet. That is an unholy trinity that's trying to imitate the trinity of God. The devil's always been in the business of that. And so when you jump over to Revelation chapter 17, you have the devil always has been involved with using uh, women, and uh, so the Antichrist in the last days uh, is going to use uh, women. Uh, he uses the two Ws, and we find this happening today. Uh, this is the thing that gets so many men into trouble is that you find the two Ws, which is uh, women and wine. Uh, you can always bank on people falling in those areas with women and wine. And so here you have... Even that word, uh, you know, they were made drunk with the wine of fornication here. So 
again, uh, this two W's, women and wine. And so when it says here that the great harlot, it's uh, basically is talking about uh, the, the devil using women and using idolatry because the this harlot is not only representing women but the first thing that the antichrist is using is you know idolatry and you know uh, i've always said this that the two things that always brings the judgment of god on a nation is idolatry and immorality those two things sound alike idolatry and immorality uh, and Billy Graham was right. He said, if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And so we see here that this great harlot is the prostitution. It's a prostitution system with idolatry mixed together and wine. And when you mix idolatry, which we living in a world today where people are doing everything, uh, most people are doing everything but worshiping the true God of the Bible. You find idolatry into every phase of life today. You know, you see it in sports, you see it in drugs, alcohol, you see it uh, in pornography, you see it in uh, all phases of life, in the business world, we even see it in some churches. And so this idolatry and uh, prostitution the beast will use that to the height of all heights. And when it says that he sits on the waters, this is a, a reference to referring to the uh, many different nations. Waters always refer to different nations. And see, the book of Revelation is highly symbolic. So you don't take everything literal. You know, you take some things literal, some things metaphorical, and some things uh uh, you know, symbolic. And so, and then it talks about how uh, the kings, and so he also, the beast will connect with women, wine, idolatry. He will mix with uh, religious leaders. And uh, the fornication here does not just, it doesn't just refer to sexual sin, but idolatry. That's the thing where the enemy gets a and the inhabitants of the earth made drunk with the wine of fornication. So uh, this is kind of like a, a Reader's Digest condensation of this. World political leaders, the beast will be behind world political leaders. He'll be behind women, be behind uh, idolatry. And you mix all that together, and you'll see a lot of people falling in those sins. So hopefully that has given you a snippet of this, and hopefully it's helped you. Thank you very much. Very good teaching. Thank you. You're welcome. And so uh, do we still have Deborah? Yes. We're going to try to get to another caller, and we will get to your prayer next time. But uh, God bless you, and we'll try to have somebody connect with you this week. And be sure to leave your number and we'll get uh, with you with the Greek. I don't want to get people too confused too much with the Greek, but we'll get that to you this week. Be sure to leave your number with our— uh, Okay, no problem. No problem. I'll go ahead and squeeze her in. Thank you. Okay, sounds good. All righty, let's get to see if we can get Deborah in here. Deborah, are you there? Yes, can you uh, hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. I wanted to ask two questions, if I may. 
Okay, you have about a minute and a half, and if we don't get to all of your questions, what we'll do is have you to call in the first thing, uh, and then we'll try to get to you at the top if we don't get to. Look like we're going to hear the music. I tell you what, you call next week around uh, 7 o'clock, right at 7 o'clock, and we will get you in first uh, with your question. How does that sound? Okay. All righty, and we're praying for you. God bless you and bless all the listening uh, audience out there, and may God continue to richly bless you in him. Brother Gary. All right, well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.